The shift in availability. Network design principle availability. Episode 69. In today's episode, I want to help you. I want to highlight the shift in availability that we've seen over the last few years. What does this mean? This is about the network design principle availability. I want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success here with your network design decisions. So stick around and here we go. Welcome back, my friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. We have another episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. We strive to provide real-world context around technology. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope everyone is doing great today. Zig here, and welcome to episode 69 of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast. My name is Zig Ziga, and I am here to help you with network engineering, network design, and network architecture. And one of those topics that I want to cover today that we should be covering is availability, specifically the shift in availability and how it changes our design mindsets and how it impacts and or influences our design decisions. So let's go ahead and dive into network availability. And part of network availability includes resiliency, which we covered in ZNDP or ZigBits Network Design Podcast, episode 64. That was zigbits.tech slash 64. And it also includes reliability, which we covered in the previous episode, 63, zigbits.tech slash 63. Network availability includes resiliency and reliability of a network. It also includes concepts and techniques like redundancy, fast convergence, scalability, simplicity, and manageability. Now, we also did a, a recent episode of the ZigBits Network Design Podcast, uh, episode 67, zigbits.tech slash 67. We had a conversation with a fellow CCDE and network designer and network architect, Darren Fulwell, and we discussed how availability is part of that CIA triangle of confidentiality, integrity, and availability. So all of this comes down to the large shift with availability is that it's no longer network availability, but rather an application and service availability. I would also say it's extremely imperative, important to highlight that this is an unstated requirement. And what do I mean by unstated requirement? That means that our customers, our users, they do not come out and say that they need a high level of availability. That application, that service needs to be highly available. You, as a designer, as an architect, even as a network engineer, you have to get that information from them. You have to ask leading questions to get that information so that you can make proper design decisions. Why do we have a network in the first place? And I got to be fully transparent and honest. I never actually processed this question in my early years in this career, in this industry, in this field. If you do not know the answer to this question, like me in those beginning years, well, here it is. Here's my answer, right? The network is a service. It is specifically getting data from point A to point B at the right time so that it can be properly leveraged by whatever's on the other end. So if you think of that kind of definition, this leads to the focus shift on applications and services that are sitting on that other side. And think of it like you have the applications and services on one side, and you have the end users and clients sitting on the other side. 
And that's traditionally how things work. You have consumers, users of those applications and services. But nowadays, you also have applications and services consuming other applications and services. So that it kind of changes the, the perspective of the flow of traffic, if you will. If we boil all of this down, the network facilitates all of this. And it's seamless to the resources. And I would do resources in air quotes if I was on video. So that's the point. The resources is everything. It's all of the things. It's your applications, your services, your servers, your users, your devices, your clients, whatever you can think of. Whatever physically or logically connects and gets on the environment in some fashion, it could be virtually, it could be physically, those are resources. So from all of this, we can say that it's not necessarily a ne- not necessarily network availability we are truly concerned about when we are designing networks. It's application availability and service availability. This is that specific shift in our mindset and our design mindset that has to happen. The network is the plumbing to our, our running water in our house and data is that water. Without the network, data cannot arrive. And I think that that kind of sits pretty well from a analogy perspective because the network is the underlying infrastructure. Like the plumbing is the underlying infrastructure. The electrical currents, electricity to a house is the underlying infrastructure. The network has become an underlying infrastructure to data and applications and services. If we can transition this kind of thought process, we take this a step further. This is a larger concept now these days than just data transporting the network. No one else understands what data is or the bytes and bits on the network, the ones and zeros. Remember, perspective matters here. Users only care if their application works when they go to leverage it. Have you ever picked up a POTS phone, a plain old telesystem phone, and not had a dial tone? For those that can remember the days where we all had landlines at home, and I don't have one anymore, but some of you might, I personally don't recall ever picking up one of those phones and it not working. This is where the network sits now. If we pick up a VoIP phone and it doesn't work, what's the impact? If a user tries to access email, but it doesn't load, what's the impact? If the cloud provider that hosts your company's SaaS application has an outage that affects your SaaS application and now your customers can no longer access it, what's the impact? These are leading questions, mind you, and they're open-ended questions. You can think about the impact. And the impact's going to vary depending on the situation that you're under and the situation you have and and how your your organization and your your company functions. But the impact is going to be about the business. So as a network designer, even a network engineer, even a network architect, all three roles that we're talking about, we have to identify the required, and in most cases, unstated requirements here, level of availability for these applications and services. We have to strive to maximize this identified level of availability while keeping the constraints in mind. This is not easy. This is not the easy thing. This is hard. But as network designers, network engineers, network architects, this is what we do. Now, I would transition this because, again, we're talking about application availability. We're talking about service availability. We have to partner 
with the application owners to truly understand the requirements and interdependencies of each application and service. So over the last year, I've recommended to companies and customers and, and colleagues that, that they create an application assessment team. You can name it whatever you want. Some people like to use Tiger Teams and this you know special application team, whatever. The concept is still the same. This team has the following roles and purposes. Line of business owner. This is your, your driving business stakeholder for that application. They understand the application's business role and the impact. They also understand the monetary implications of this application, and they can help you appropriate business resources and or priorities to, to help this effort. The next role is the security specialist or the compliance auditor. Now, the, here, this is going to be all about security controls, compliance regulations, and auditing of code. And these are all critical functions that will direct decisions and actions from a risk management perspective for this specific application. The next is going to be the application owner slash application developer. This is the point of contact from a software engineering perspective or development perspective for this application. Think of creating code, modify current code, drive the associated technical requirements from an application perspective. And then finally, it's us. Where, you know, this is where we have the network engineer, the network designer, network architect. We facilitate the network resources to properly service the application based on the different requirements from the line of business owner that we talked about at first, the security specialist, which was second, and then the application owner. These four roles, if you will, they work hand in hand to help drive proper application availability, security, and overall policies. So this framework here, this is how I've been telling people how to identify the applications, properly identify the availability for the application, and then ensure that it's, that it's met, honestly. Now, I've seen applications go through this process where no one even knew or knows at the time what the application was supposed to be doing. And there's so many of these occurrences. Applications were built 20 and 30 years ago, but no one remembers why it was built, and they don't even know what it's doing. So this is why this kind of group of people has to be brought together. You have to kind of assess the application, see what it's currently doing, validate that it should still be doing these things, and then document it appropriately. And so as you go through this process, right, as you go through this application assessment process, from a network design perspective, each application in each service will be leveraging different portions of the network or the infrastructure. And you as a designer you will need to properly identify what the application is dependent on, dependencies here, and make appropriate design decisions to ensure the level of availability for that application. Now, I always like to say that part of this process that's really overlooked that shouldn't be, and again, like most other items in networking, is documentation. The application assessment team should be documenting everything that is discovered, decided on, and implemented for this application. I would kind of call this like the application binder, if you will. It should include all failure states with associated success criteria. It should also include all requirements and where they originated from. And then finally, it includes all security controls and regulatory standards that this application must comply with. And you put this in this binder and it makes it very clear this application binder helps in the future when maybe the group's gone and another group comes in and has to review the application again. But it's, it's more than that. 
you're documenting these applications from a business perspective too. So the business owners can see what the application is doing for the business. This is extremely valuable in a number of ways to a number of different people within the organization. I have gotten so much traction by doing this by the customers that I work with. So I definitely recommend setting this up, this process, this team of people. And it, and you can actually have this team focus on more than one application at a time. So you can have this team focus on a few applications a week. And once you start documenting everything, it gets really quick and, really, and the process is, is actually truly outstanding. So let's flip this back over to the you know the, the topic at hand. This was a subtopic within the application binder and the application assessment process or team. But if we go back to the application and service and actually understand availability, for the end user, it is seamless. They don't know what's going on under the hood. They don't know there's a network and there's data and there's routing protocols and, and there's security controls and there might be VPNs. They have no idea. All they know is they're going to that application in some fashion Email, if it's email, um, like Outlook, uh, a SaaS application that might be like a, a browser-based application that they're just they're just browsing to, that's either on-prem or in the cloud, and you know their expectation is it's going to work, and if it doesn't work, they're going to give the help desk a call or they're going to bug you. The point here is that we have to associate the level of availability based on the needs of the business and the needs of that user and the criticality level of that application. And then we have to define the controls, the, the standards, the features that are going to govern the availability under the hood for that application. And I use this term quality of experience. So quality of experience is critical. And that's where this all falls into is the quality of experience for the end user here is what matters. And if we can't maintain that quality of experience for that end user, so they can't, so they, if we don't maintain it and they don't complete their job, What's the impact of them not completing their job in the right time frame? What's the, the business impact, monetary, non-monetary? What's the impact to other teams within the company or the organization? And then what's the impact to other customers potentially, depending on what type of business you're in? That user that we're talking about, that person, that client that's leveraging that resource, they are not concerned with anything under the hood. The, the, the Again, the, the networking mechanical functionality under the hood of how the application or how the service is delivered to them. It just simply needs to be available and consumable at the right time, at the right place, with the right data. And for us as network designers, we have a whole bunch of options here to ensure this happens. We have high availability technologies. We can do fault tolerance. We can use some of our principles, our network design principles that we've already kind of talked about. But we also use some of our network design techniques like modularity and fault isolation and, and fault, um, fault domains and blast radius. Those are all techniques that we can leverage to isolate issues that could bring down these applications. So if we can go ahead and take the network design principles we've talked about, the network design techniques we've talked about, and the network design fundamentals, and really wrap them all together, but then focus our availability concerns to the application and services in question at hand, that's how we can ensure a highly available solution for those applications and those services. 
Hey, friends, nerds, geeks, and Ziglets, that's going to close out today's episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where we discussed the overall shift in availability from the network to the application and service. Keep in mind that availability is one of our network design principles that we all should know. Now, we'll have all the links and all the things we mentioned on this show in the show notes, and that's going to be at zigbits.tech slash 69. Today was fun. I haven't done a solo show in a long time. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I think a lot of us never learn network design elements until later in our careers. And my goal is to fix that. You can check out my other free podcast episodes by going to zigbits.tech slash ZNDP. You can also check out all my free YouTube content at zigbits.tech slash YouTube. If you haven't heard yet, I am creating a network design course. Yep, I am doing this. It's a real thing, and I am super excited about it. Now, this course is a vendor and certification agnostic network design course. My goal is to literally make you the best network designer you can be, no matter where you are in your career today. You could be starting out, uh, just getting out of high school or college, or you can be a 30-year seasoned network engineer wanting to be a better network designer. Now, if you want to hear weekly status updates on where we are with this course, you can join the email list at zigbits.tech slash network design. And I send out a quick email every Friday highlighting what I did that week and what I plan to do the following week or the next week. And really, it's accountability thing just to send that out, let people know, hey, this is what I did this week and this is what I plan to do next week. If you're interested in hearing more, knowing more about the course, or just seeing those status updates, you can sign up on that link. That link, again, is zigbits.tech slash network design. Hey, if you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, you can find Zigbits on all of the socials. That's Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook by searching for Zigbits. You can also find me on Twitter. At, that's zig underscore ziga. And always, you can email me at zig at zigbits.tech. Now, my friends, don't forget to attack your goals, attack the day, make progress on the things that you care about. As always, I appreciate you, and I thank you for listening. Bye for now.